Welcome to episode three of Tremendous Upside. I'm Dave Fimbo. And I'm Naraj Sangvi. And let's just jump right in to our 24 recap. Uh, just Monday, biggest twist perhaps in 24 history. Is Tony really evil? Your thoughts, Naraj? Well, I don't know if I'd call it the biggest twist in 24. Oh, well, then what is the biggest twist? What about, like, Nina Myers and all that stuff? Are you Spoilers! Talking, are you talking just this season? I haven't seen season one. <laughs> Who <laughs> said season one? <laughs> okay, so you think Nina in season one is a bigger twist than, oh, yeah. than yeah. Tony in season seven? Yeah. Well, here's where... If I was going to play devil's advocate, I would say that we've seen Tony for 115 episodes at this point. Yeah. Whereas we'd only seen Nina for a maximum of, oh, I don't know, 24. So I kind of feel like this could you could call this the biggest twist, you know, if it turns out to be that he is in fact evil and he's not just deep undercover for the 18th time. Well, but he just—he went from evil to good already this season. Right, I know. So, but okay. So, if you don't think this is the biggest twist, any other thoughts on whether you not you think he really is evil or not? Well, that's the thing I'm worried about is that they're gonna say, "Oh, it looked like he was evil, but actually, this is gonna turn out to show that he's still good somehow." Either because Larry was bad or because he was doing it in order to recapture the virus or whatever it is. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, the way they presented it, at least, was that, you know, Tony helped smuggle the weapon out. But if it, if he's really doing that, why would he go through all that hassle of destroying it in the first place? Right, exactly. So they've really built it up that they can explain it whatever they want and nothing's going to make any sense. But... <laughs> What were some of your other favorite twists in 24 history? Uh, in all of 24, huh? Yeah. Um, hmm. The, the one I remember, uh, I think it was the first season that we watched. It was like season three, I want to say. Uh-huh. And there was Gael. You remember Gael? Oh, yeah. And we thought that he was the biggest mole in history, and turns out he was... Uh, Jack's best friend, and <laughs> they were uh, a three three man sting operation. Yeah. What do you have a favorite moment in Gael history? I actually don't remember that plot all that well. You don't remember him getting shot in the face with the virus? <laughs> I do remember that. That's probably about all I remember. That that was uh, that was his peak performance right there. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on 24 this season, how it's ranking, uh, thoughts thoughts on where the rest of the season will go? I mean, I think overall it's a little better than last season was, and it's pretty inevitable that Kim's going to come back and save Jack. Right. And, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, they only have five episodes, so I don't know how much they can really do with this you know, rogue virus canister. Well, it's just one canister. I mean, who really cares about that, you know? Yeah, but I, I figured that, like, with Hodge's comment that he was just a small part of something much larger that they would... Oh, try- they all say that. That's true, but... 
Who they might it? try to introduce something new, but there really isn't enough time to get into something big. Who isn't, you know, just a small part of the larger COG? It's are true. COGs small or COGs large? They come in all sizes. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I suppose they could set something up and leave a huge cliffhanger as well. So, I mean, I thought the season started out really strong, but... You know, by by the time that they wasted General Juma, and I mean, we spent like eight episodes with what's his fuck, what's his name, the the first African evil guy. Oh, uh, Mutobo. Dubak- Dubaku. Oh, Dubaku. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. M- Mutobo is the president. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we spent eight episodes with Dubaku, and then we bring in General Juma, you know, who's the the mastermind, and he's dead within ten minutes. So, yeah, yeah. I think once that happened, it was sort of downhill for the next like ten episodes. I guess that's one thing they've been doing really poorly this season is like having any kind of build up to anything. A- anything that really matters hasn't had a very good build up at all. Also, what like what was the deal with that lockdown room in the White House? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Weren't you pointing out that there had been a bunker in a previous season? Yeah, we saw the bunker with David Palmer. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, 2009, what are their budget cuts? Like, well, it, it fit right in with the fact that there were no cameras in any of the hallways. And whose idea was it to put the secure lockdown room down some unsecure hallways <laughs> so far from the Oval Office? Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Who were the ad wizards that came up with that one? Probably that girl who was shining the flashlight through the curtain. <laughs> yeah, the she's president's ter- daughter. <laughs> she's terrible. Okay. Well, anything else we want to talk about? Twenty four. Um. Nah. I think we're pretty good. I mean, I think I already posted this on Simbi dot com. That's S Y M B I, I. So <laughs> that I think that they need to be. I'm tired of the CTU, FBI, you know, because we never see anyone else besides the main characters anyway. So right. why not Why not just have a rogue operation without the infrastructure, you know? Which was the setup at the beginning of this season. Yeah, and it was... Introduced and I was, Bill and everyone that seemed like what they were going to do. I was And that would have been great. Yeah, I, w- I was all aboard that train. But then Chloe was gone in like two episodes. Oh, Chloe, where have you gone? Unbelievable. I was all aboard that train to Cliffhanger Lane. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about meat. Of course. So as I was uh, having my Easter ham, I was thinking about how versatile, versatile, versatile uh, ham is. Wait, how can I go about making it myself an Easter ham? Oh, shut up. Jesus. <laughs> Everything's a plug with you. Um, so ham, you can have it for breakfast, you know, you go to Denny's to eat your ham and eggs, you can have it for lunch every day with your little ham sandwich, Yep. and you can still have a nice, you know, Easter ham dinner, you can have it three meals out of the day. Uh-huh. So I was trying to think, what other meats can you legitimately have? For all three meals? All three meals. Hmm. And... So bacon comes to mind. Of course, it's a popular breakfast meat. Of course. And you can have the BLT for lunch, but you can't really have bacon for dinner. 
You could have it like on a burger. Yeah, but then that's you're having a a beef burger. It's not you're not. I mean, the point is, it's not the central element of the dish. All right, fair enough. So mm. then I was thinking about sausage, and you can have it for breakfast, obviously. Uh, lunch in the form of you know bratwurst, if you want to call it a sausage. Yeah. And then dinner, I suppose you can have, you know, a cookout sausage bratwurst dinner, but it's not, you uh, know. That's cheating. It's more of a, you know, it's more of a stretch, you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, the trick is really the breakfast meats because chicken, obviously, lunch, dinner, late night, you don't really eat chicken for breakfast. Yeah, that's true. So you really need the, you know, to figure out this puzzle, I think you really need to start with the breakfast meat and work work downward. You can't you can't start with dinner and work up. It seems like you've already covered most of your breakfast typical so breakfast meat. So it's it's, re- it's really just ham then. Is ham the only three meal meat that you can have like as the star? That can't really be the only one. Well, hmm. I, I mean beef. I mean, t- I, okay, I suppose you could say that you can have steak and eggs for breakfast. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I suppose beef, but I mean, who, I don't know, I feel like ham is a more common breakfast meat than steak and eggs. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know. I mean, people aren't really lining up to eat hot dogs at 7 in the morning, you know? <laughs> This is true, and and you can have beef like in a like a in a like a breakfast burrito type thing. Ah, it's usually more like sausage. I guess that's true. Do either. Uh, any other meat meat thoughts? Hmm. Man, it's too bad bacon can't make dinner. Well, because it's so close. It is close. I mean, you could. Uh. It's got to be something. The, the, the part about a dinner meat is you really need to have a meat that can stand on its own. I mean, lunch, you know, you're looking at a meat in a sandwich. Yeah. At dinner, you want to be able to, like, bite into a chicken breast, a steak, you know, a nice cut of pork or ham. And you can't really do that. You can't take a big old bite of, you know. Oh, there's no... I got something. Okay, here we go. But the bacon wrap fillets. I'd say that's pretty good. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, that's if you want to work in b- bacon into your dinner, sure. But still, again, the star is the fillet. All right, but I mean, the BLT isn't like, you know. Oh, the BLT, the star is the bacon. I guess the star is the it's, bacon. It's the first letter. I mean, well, come on. depends on what bread you're using. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> the star could be the bread. Oh bullshit. <laughs> I mean, unless you're putting a BLT on sourdough. First of all, I don't even order BLT. I order a BL because I can't stand tomatoes. So, do you do you put any C in there? What C? Cheese. <laughs> uh, I usually I'll put mayo. Uh, you ah, know, a, the a nice... old the MBL. Yeah, you know, you know, a little, a little mayo, a little toasted bread, you know. Toast. 
Toast, that's right. We got a toast alert. Um, so that's a good segue into our newest feature. It's mail time, where we're going to check in with the Brownberry 100% whole wheat inbox. Brown do, we have, do we have any uh, production, any sound effects for that? Um, no. Okay. Uh, so, of course, these emails are provided by real listeners who sent them in to we don't have an email address dot gmail. Uh, so the first question in the inbox is who's better in bed, Dave or Naraj? You want to field that one? How did that end up in the Brownberry inbox? <laughs> They're just the sponsor. They don't. Uh, they don't control. Uh, <laughs> they don't. They don't censor or filter our our questions. All right. Well, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> uh. I mean, I'm a solid, like, seven and a half out of ten, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but, I mean, I mean, I, I suppose it depends on what uh, grading system you're using, because I guess 75, that's sort of like a solid D, right? C. C. <laughs> well, we had tougher standards in Peoria. We, we were on ah. a 70-point a uh, passing grade. Ridiculous. Hey, you know, P-Town, we, we raised them bright. All right. Uh, so, all right, so I guess uh, I win by default? Or what? All right, so now <laughs> <laughs> the second question in the Brownberry inbox is uh, – why did we start blotting? And I don't think I want to answer that because that's a terrible question. So that concludes mail time. There do you we go. Have, do we have any uh, end production on that? Uh, I suppose we can make a sound effect <laughs> of like toast. Um, anything else you want to jump in here with, or are we going to go right to our uh, our final sponsor? Uh. I don't think I've had anything. <laughs> uh, well, I've I've got some breaking news actually. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Mrs. Hody Central and I just signed a lease. Lease. Uh, we will be moving to a townhouse in Oak Park, two-story townhouse plus basement. So I guess it's really a three-story, and that will be in mid-July. That so is quite the upgrade. Moving, moving on out of the big city, moving about five miles west, and uh, it sounds like Rocky's gonna get lost in that place. Well, I mean the rooms are small, so but he will have more places to hide and more places to poop and all that good stuff. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, yeah, hopefully it'll work out. the uh, The downside is I'll have a commute now. Ah, but that's true. But hopefully the plus side of the washer-dryer, parking spot, spare bedroom, uh, possible grilling on the patio, and basement man cave will uh, balance that equation. Sounds like it would. Um, so episode three was sponsored by Bob Evans Sausage. Uh, their new... Specifically, their new all-natural sausage with 20%. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> new all-natural tastings with 20% more pit penis. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the pit penis is really where you want to stop. Sorry, I didn't catch that last part. You really, the pig penis is really where you want your sausage. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be very happy with this spot. So, <laughs> thanks, Bob Evans. <laughs> all right. That's all for me. <laughs> I'm Dave Fimbo. This has been Tremendous Upside. I'm Naraj, and we're out. We're out.